From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more Corner Pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunter Vandy. It's the holiday season. The holiday season. So hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock. Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, National Signing Day. Some final thoughts and a preview from our own Michael Langston. Wake Up War Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, where you can find daily delicious lunch specials running from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. On Wednesdays, we get pressed ham and Swiss, grilled, caramelized ham, topped with melted Swiss, pressed and toasted, Serve with some horsey sauce and pickles if you would like. They also come with a side, curly fries, straight fries, maybe onion rings, potato salad, broccoli, side salad, tater tots, or freshly cooked potato chips. It's all over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Don't forget, tomorrow, Thursdays, also, bingo starts at 7 o'clock. Warchant.com, the ultimate level sports source. Corey, thumbs up, rate it, review it, five-star it, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff. Uh, You know, you're, you're the guy that shines... Like August through January, mm. you know, with like football. I mean, you bring the heat all the time, Corey. But like, this is Langston's day. But right. you know, you've got you've got thoughts when it comes to sign day. As we sit here and, re- and record the podcast for you, everybody, Florida State is number two, Corey, number two in the on three transfer portal rankings when it comes to team rankings, just behind Kenny and Arizona State. Um, okay, right. I mean, who knows who else they'll pull here. But if they lose, I don't think. I don't know if, they, if Jared Verse goes to the pros, I don't think that counts because he's going to the pros. He's not going back into the portal, so right. it wouldn't count against them. But their formula factors in what you're losing and what you're gaining. So they're number two right now in the transfer portal rankings. And obviously, when the portal opens back up after spring football, they'll be able to maybe tack onto it then as well if they choose. They're in the lower teens, like 15, 16, 17 right now as we record this. Corey, you're of the belief. And I'm probably in the minority that you know, you have to really rely on high school guys to uh, build the championship winner. But I mean, what are you gonna? What is Wednesday gonna matter for you when it comes to high school kids? When you know you have like the number two portal class with dudes that are ready to go. Some cool pieces. Give them two, three years. Give them Josh Storms. Then we'll see. But man, you got so many guys that are ready to go now. I'm not that concerned about being 15, 16, 17 in the uh, conventional rankings, if you will. Yeah, here's what I would, would would say to that because we we talked about this a lot on headlines. Like it was most of the show. It was right after the uh, the kid from Auburn committed, um, DeAndre Jones. On, yes, on Tuesday, another offensive lineman. It's their third one in three days. Um, and yeah, I I think what my point was on that show, and I think it kind of sounds like sour grapes because I'm with you. I'm like I don't I don't because Ira was talking about how many people are going to be frustrated or mad or bummed about what happens today because they're going to see Miami with like a top five class and they're going to be see their own team with like a 17th ranked class or whatever it ends up being, especially if the, the fault kid goes to Auburn. And I was like, man, what, what do y'all really care? Like what I, I, I don't think a, I don't think a national signing day recruiting ranking team ranking has ever mattered less than it does right now. And it will continue to matter until the portal, if and when it ever gets figured out and there's some sort of regulations with it, if that doesn't happen, 
then I don't know why it would matter. Like regulations, look, I, regulation with NIL, you mean more so than the portal. I mean, the portal's regulated now. There's you know two windows. Or you're talking about like tampering. Being yeah, more, more more like tampering okay. and more like um yeah yeah I, I don't even know like maybe the portal's always going to be a thing or maybe it maybe it it's this it's scheduled later or it's okay. scheduled earlier I don't know or National Signing Day doesn't bump up against it right. but I just I couldn't fathom why and how somebody listening to this show that's a fan of this show and a fan of this program because obviously you're a fan of the program if you're listening to this show how you could be bummed by what happens tomorrow like what what. What do you think that says about the direction of the program that it's not going in the right direction? Exactly. Because yeah. because high school recruiting rankings I it's not that they're they don't matter. They do matter clearly. Obviously, look who's number 1. Look who's number 2. I think Alabama's number 1 in all the major services. I think Georgia's number 2. But Florida State right now isn't fishing from the pond that those two three schools are. Or Miami is because Miami has Ruiz and Ruiz is the, the, the mil, the billionaire that's, you know, frankly paying for a lot of their recruits, which is legal now, theoretically, but say you finish with a 16th ranked high school recruiting class in the number two portal class. Well, what's better? Mm -hmm. What, you, you know, that's going to be like 12 guys probably. You're getting rid, I shouldn't say getting rid, you're losing some players that were never going to be play for you or be much of contributors for you, and you're bringing in people that will start immediately on a team that could contend for an ACC championship. That, to me, in, 2020, in December of 2022, as we speak, is more important for the immediate future of Florida State football by, by leaps and bounds than whether you get Keldrick Falk tomorrow, or sorry, later today. It just, Keldrick Falk does not have an impact on next year's Florida State team, probably. Jared Verse will if he comes back. Does that matter to you guys? The people, I'm talking about the people that get mad. Does that not, that, so that doesn't count as a recruiting win. Or going again, uh, a two-year starter out of the portal at defensive end. That's a potential all-ACC player next year. Does that not matter because you finished 17th in the recruiting rankings? I mean, I guess my point is right now where Florida State is, I, you can't have it all. So I think my my perspective is they seem to be hell-bent on raiding the portal for guys that can help immediately, immediately, and spending money on retention. And I think right now that is the best thing for Florida State University. That is not sour grapes. I'm not going to sit here and say that if they had the number three recruiting class in the country right now, I wouldn't be doing cartwheels and saying, see, he can do it. I still think there are questions about the high school recruiting aspect of this coaching staff. But as Aslan alluded to, and I, and I also do think that matters, right? You can't just, I don't know that you can get 18 new transfers every year um, and, and continue to have some consistency. I, I do think you need culture setters, development setters, um, program players, all that matters in recruiting. But in this day and age, it's what happens to later on today in all the final recruiting rankings and all the stupid hat games they do at the podium, it's never mattered less than it does now. And it's going to get less and less important as the portal continues, in my opinion, to kind of dominate what college football has become. Okay, that's I like that, Corey. But again, you know, we sort of diplomatically and, you know, or, or you know, polite, politely, gentlemanly disagree about the mix of players you need. So 
I mean, you just outlined it there about what it means in the here and now. You, do you have you changed your mind at all? Yes, about- I, I think so, and it, and okay. I, I think maybe it, I, look, man, they just got like if I know Florida State fans would be over the moon if they just signed the number seven overall high school recruit. Right? right? Like, if they just got the number seven over a high school recruit, people would be going crazy. Their rankings would have shot up by, like, three or four because of one player. Um, they have, in the online, in the on-three transfer portal rankings, they have the number seven overall player and the number ten overall player. Uh-huh. Like, those are five stars, right? Yeah. And the difference is, they're five stars that we all know can play because they've done it at this level. They've done it against other grown men. They haven't done it against high school kids. This isn't a guess. These guys are going to play and they're going to start immediately. You're not having to, um, you know, develop them for the next year and a half until they're ready to play. And I brought this up, this point up with uh, that with Iron Jeff. This the Cypress kid from Virginia is Fentrell. the number two player in the country right now in the portal. It He's was the one. Number, it was one until that Travis Hunter. Yeah, guy. until another uh, former, uh, another guy with Florida State ties. Sort well, sort of. Just kidding, um, Travis. Love you, man. Went to the portal. So Travis Hunter's the number one player. This kid is number two. So again, if you're the number two overall player in the corner in the in the portal, you, that you're a five star. I don't know what on three ranks them. I think they're all th- four stars in the portal. Um, but that th- th- that's a five-star talent. Is that not more important to the immediate success of Florida State than Miami going and getting two five-star high school cornerbacks? I know, but you were talking about you you can't build a winner like a championship team without having like a really good strong foundation of high school kids. Yeah, I think there's a mix. I, I do right. think there's a mix, but yes. I I probably. I I I mean I guess I'm just speaking from my own experience. You can do some things in this portal right now, Corey, where you're like you're a playoff team next year. Maybe you can do stuff in the portal that can make you a playoff team next year. There's nothing you can do with an 18 year old kid that can right. make you a playoff team right now. If you're Florida State with a 10 win season over Oklahoma and all these guys coming back that we think are coming. Yeah, back. and so look, man, you could look at an offense next year that has, uh, you know, Robert Scott would be a uh, a, a guy you recruited. Yeah. Maurice Smith would be a guy you recruited. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, man. Are they the only two guys on the offense that are homegrown, so to speak? National signing day recruits? Yeah, I mean, because you would think maybe Bless is back at right tackle and then probably these two transfers. No, I think the kid from UTEP is back is the right tackle. No, he'll be guard. Uh, I know he, he played I a guess lot of he tackle. could be a guard. Well, yeah. Michael's, um, Michael's impression is that he'll play on the inside. So you get the kid Roddick from Colorado, the kid from UTEP Byers. They're, they're your guards. They replace Dylan and Dimitri. And then you have, as you said, Maurice at Bless center. Harris. And, and Robert Scott left tackle. Those are your, yeah. your homegrown guys, and probably Bless Harris at right tackle. And obviously, uh, you know, Johnny Wilson, Pittman, or Winston Wright, maybe all three, Trey Benson. Um, you know, Toa Feely is a, is a guy that is homegrown. Rodney Hill will be a guy that's homegrown. But Jaheim the tight ends. Starting, yeah, starting tight end. I, I mean, look, so that that's that's kind of my point. But the, the beauty about what Florida State, I think, has done in the portal is, you know, Jordan Tra- Well, Jordan Travis is going to be 24 years old. He's been here for a long time. Johnny Wilson, assuming he's back, will be his second year. Pittman's second year. Winston Wright, first year playing, but second year in the program. Uh, the, the two linemen are incoming guys, and so are the tight ends. So it is a nice mix, in my opinion, of not just one-year wonders, but guys that have been around the program that can show the new guys the way, even though they're transfers themselves, um, that they can establish or help establish the culture or maintain the culture, I guess. Um, I, I just, 
I, I keep coming back to Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama don't do it this way. That's my one hang-up when it comes to proceeding like this for the next 10 years is Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State recruit the best players in the country repeatedly. They develop them, and they become stars there. That's what you would think Florida State is going to try to get in the business of doing. I also don't know that Florida State can be in that business. And I'm not trying to make it all about money, but they don't have the money that those schools have. And I'm like the, the TV revenue is just going, the, that gap is going to get wider. So it's almost like, it almost seems like Florida state has to do like a little bit of money ball and like, okay, all these schools like Miami, for instance. Um, and you're under the impression that high school kids cost more than portal kids. Not to, and I'm, I'm not, about not, it, but. not always, but those, those guys that everybody wants, they might just cost the same, but if you've got a chance to go get, um, if you let, let, let's put it this way, let's say Jared verse was coming. He's still negotiating and Keldrick Falk is asking for the same amount of money or close to it that Jared verse is. Yeah. Well, what, 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 what sane <laughs> individual would give that money to an unproven 18 year old yeah. just to bump up recruiting rankings? No, man, you give it to the guy that's proven. And, and, so I don't I think, think, and I don't think Fentrell Cypress right now costs anything as much as Travis Hunter did last year. Correct. Or yeah. maybe what even those two Miami, the, the Miami quarterbacks do right now. Yeah. Um, and if he did, would you not spend right. it on him and not yeah. those, that, those yeah. guys? Yeah. So he's proven he's an all-ACC cornerback. He's, he's a future NFL player that you know because you've seen him in college. So anyway, the, the, the overriding point, uh, I think, is that Florida State has a finite amount of roster roster money and again it might make you feel gross to hear about this but this is the reality of the situation these guys are not coming back for free and these portal kids are not coming back for are not coming to Tallahassee for zero so if you have a finite amount of money and you have to spend most of it in one way or the other it's not like Florida State isn't in the in the business of getting deals for incoming high school recruits too they do that as well but I would think at these other schools, that percentage of that is larger because they don't need to go in the portal. Yeah. Florida State still needs the portal and might always need the portal because here's the thing, man. He's good at it. Mm -hmm. Really good at it. So tomorrow, if you're around buddies that, uh, um, that are like, man, they're woe is me because Florida State is 17th in the country in, in high school recruiting rankings, well, be sure to point out that they're number two in the portal rankings and they're still in on like two of the top five players in the portal. So that number could go to number one either way, but they're they're getting guys that are going to play immediately next year. And I don't know, man. I don't so if you factored in the portal and recruiting rankings. I wish they had that, yes. That's I wish they the did next, too. And I think I think thing. all these sites need to end up doing that at some point. The problem is, is that nobody cares about high school recruiting rankings except today, National Signing Day. But you should go back a year from now and see what what really transpired. You also like, um, you know, who did the best adding to their roster And that you won't really know. Like we talked about yesterday, you won't really know until what may, right. but you probably will know in February, there'll be some guys out there that transfer after spring practice. But I think most of the big names will, will have transferred or be in the market now. Like Travis Hunter didn't wait till after the spring, neither the kid from Virginia, or the, the, um, the UTEP kid that they got last night, Byers, Big time get, by the way. Huge get. Yes, yes. 
So um, I wish they could do that because I think if you add, if you put the 15 or 16 kids that are currently committed to Florida State high school wise, along with the seven transfer portal kids, and that includes the the running back from Penn State that's been here for months, I think that's a top eight, top five, top seven impactful signing class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yeah. Well, so, so that's all. I just, it, it's, it's weird to be like this and have to view National Signing Day in such a different lens. But I do, man. I'm like you. I'm like, all right, man. You know, last year was last year because you had the number one player in the country pull an all-time upset at your expense. Yeah. But other than that, wasn't a, wasn't all that big a deal. You ended up being a pretty darn good football team. Not many of those guys played. Most of them stayed, though, and they might be good next year. And whoever you get this year, what's the retention? What do you think the retention is going to be of, let's say they end up with 18 high school commitments. How many of them are here in 2025? That's the game that all these colleges have to play because I think you're lucky if 12 of them are here. And I think Miami will be lucky if two-thirds of their commitments from this class are there after two years. And let's not lose sight of the fact that they're have a commitment from Hakeem Williams who A&M and Miami were after. So, yeah, you know, it wasn't just charisma that won him over. Uh, you know, I guess the last kind of exa- example I would bring up is you kind of maybe assess where you are now. You bring in these offensive linemen. Like the only risk, if you will, is, you know, they're st- listen, they're getting Lucas Simmons. He's a really highly sought after offensive tackle from high school. So they're not just strictly going to the portal and getting offensive linemen. They're going to the portal and they're recruiting kids from high school. They wanted Rod Kearney, but, you know, that went a different way. Um, you know, you kind of think about, you know, are, are they forfeiting maybe developing a guy like Trey Jackson from the national championship winning team? Right? I was like, going to say, he doesn't have any eligibility left, Aslan. Yeah. But like, do you maybe okay. forfeit losing out on a guy like that that you can develop and he becomes a really key piece and a strength of, of what you're building on the offensive line to add a guy out of the portal. And it's like, well, no, you can you can still do both. And listen, however yes. good Trey Jackson was going into the 13th season, like a Jeremiah Byers might be just as good as Trey Jackson was. So if you, you find the right kind of guy in the portal, you know, you can wait up until that point and then go ahead and add that guy to your roster that would fill a spot rather than, you know, wait for this guy to develop onto year three. So I, it's just really hard to see ways – that this is a bad sort of formula to go after it. Listen, man. If they I were, think it's a healthy mix, right? Yeah. That's yes. what you want. Yes. That's you. You want a healthy mix. You can't depend solely on the portal, clearly. But um, some some schools are going to depend on it more than others, and you get more immediate success out of the out of the portal. That's just the way of the world. And I, I should mention that uh, we're not. I, I I don't think we should assume that Bless Harris is going to beat out Armella for the right tackle spot. Fair. And Armella would count as another homegrown guy. And Estes at guard. What 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 has happened here is you know, the, the, you you again you are you are loading up a, an offensive line. You already you like some of the young guys. You really do. You like some of the young guys from this past class, including Armella. And then you, you obviously the portal guys come in and they're going to compete. That's great. Competition is great. Maurice Smith is better, and even said so after Monday's practice because Caden Lyles came. He got himself in better shape. He got bigger. He became a better player because he had real competition at center. Well, Julian Armella is going to have real competition at right tackle, and so is Bless Harris. In the guard spots, there'll be real competition. So that that only bodes well um, for, for for this football program to have to bring in guys that can you know can add depth. And if somebody gets hurt, 
like that like happened this year, man. They had a pretty healthy amount. They had a pretty substantial amount of injuries on the offensive line. They had guys that could could step in. It's uh, it, it's it. I, I didn't think. I just I didn't think the portal would end up impacting these schools. Florida State, really in particular, man. I don't know that any school has done better in the United States. I, in fact, I'm I'm pretty confident nobody has than Florida State. He has done a sensational job of utilizing this thing. And now with Battles End and other collectives, you have an ability to go secure even better, more highly sought-after players. But last year especially, getting guys... Johnny Wilson wasn't expensive. Micah Pittman wasn't expensive. But you got guys that, that came... Dylan Gibbons was not expensive. They didn't even know if they, they... Dylan Gibbons came here before NIL was a thing, I think. So, But you made great decisions in the portal to to completely revolutionize and rebuild this program. And now you, you, you are a portal destination for some really good players. And it's uh it's kind of a cool place to be, man. Like I said, it's, it's really cool to see or to think about, okay, they they're done with offense. You would think they still got some holes on defense mm. and they got the uh, ability to fill them, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Also, I mean, I don't know if we ever really last thing, just we don't think we really ever anticipated that it would be this many really truly quality people in the portal. We always kind of thought it'd be guys that had sour grapes and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's no, the best point, Aslan. Too. Yeah, yeah that, that's a really good point because when the portal thing of our whole lives, kids that transferred were either unhappy or malcontents or not good enough, and clearly that's not the case anymore. Yeah. De Devin Leary, he went from NC State to Kentucky. Well, that's he was going to be the starter. A, that's the greatest example, but yeah. No, but I mean, like you would five years ago, Devin Leary never leaves NC State. Yeah, and the the point being, like you, well, like Grayson McCall Devin, kid. They're saying that Grayson McCall kid from Coastal might be kicking the tires of Florida. Like you know, that's you know, that's good for them, um, I, if you will. I mean, that kid. I don't know. I'd play the if I was Florida. I'd play the kid that played in the bowl game. Yeah, I thought right. he he sh right. he showed me some things. You're right. You're right. I mean, look at that. He put up three points. I mean, uh, moved up and down the field over the course pressure. of four quarters. A lot of pressure to get some points on the board, and he delivered. Man, he got him. In he exactly position. right. Who's felt more pressure than him? And he delivered there at the end. Um, but yeah, like I guess the point being, Devin Leary, th those kind of guys didn't transfer at, at this kind of rate yeah. five, six, ten years ago. But now you go into next season as a Florida State fan, knowing that uh, you have a very good quarterback. Clearly but also knowing it's his last year. And maybe Tate Rodemaker develops into something awesome, or Duffy, or Brock Glenn, or whoever's here in that room in the spring. Or maybe they don't. And if they don't, I feel like every Florida State fan will be pretty confident that they'll go get somebody in the portal that can play. Yeah. Really good football. They'll go get their Devin Leary because those guys are out there now. So... It's not heck. It's not even that important to develop great quarterbacks anymore. Just go get go get your, the guy that just won the Heisman. Well, I guess he was playing for the same guy that developed him, but he's playing for a different team. So it's just I I just think now and we look we're gonna have all the coverage National Signing Day. We're starting at what eight a.m. Aslan. Yeah, sure. You and yeah. you and Michael. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So and then from ten to noon, I think it's Tom Lang. We're gonna okay. be then it's the Jeff Cameron show. It's basically wall to wall coverage of National nice, Signing Day. Nice. So clearly I shouldn't be talking about how unimportant it is. It is important, and we've known about these kids for a year now. It'll be cool to see their their uh, their facts, not their faxes, their, I guess, DMs come in, or however they do it now. 
Um, but it's still uh, a fax to me. I, it'll always be a fax. <laughs> if they they should go back, they should make the portal kids fax. Just to make to to separate them from the from the high school kids. Could you imagine so like Travis Hunter faxes it in like everybody's quiet. It's like everyone's like, all right, man, what a great class we had. And it kind of uh, a quiet settles over the war room. The lights are dim, and then they hear the like what what what? And then Who's someone that? runs into the office, and everyone's just like talking and nibbling on some pizza. And the the intern comes back in the office. He's like, he's got the look of a ghost on his face. Like what what? And he just looks at the piece of paper in his hand. He's like, Travis tra- Travis Hunter just faxed us his NLI. He's coming to Florida State. Yeah. Boom. But he doesn't have a set of NLI. He's, he's a transfer. He would just. Yeah, you know, yeah. They don't do that. And apparently they don't fax anymore anyway. Yeah, so sorry. It, All right. Finish matter, us up, Corey. We got to go. We it's, a, go. it's a great scene. It's a great scene setter. It's great to think about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so my point being, as much as I'm saying uh, it, it's never been less important than it is today it's still very important it's still again you're you're bringing in anywhere from 16 to 18 to 20 kids many of whom will be here for their whole careers might be half might be two-thirds but they will be guys that matter on this football program so it's always an important day it's always an exciting day it's just that it's not the end-all be-all like it used to be this used to be the only day you could add to your roster so, of course, it was enormous. It was the only day. Well, now, in the last week, you've added a lot. So, that, that was my, that's, I guess, my overall point. So, I, I know people will be upset because they don't have a high recruiting ranking. And you don't want to live in the 18s and 20s uh, for the rest of your career as a, as a head coach. But this particular December anyway, I don't know how any Florida State fans, when they're looking at the overall roster construction and what they're doing, through retention and through the portal, how you cannot be overjoyed by what has happened. And guess what? Keldrick Falk, if he goes to Auburn, might transfer to Florida State in a year or two. That's not off the table anymore either. You recruited Jaheim Bell two or three years ago. Didn't work out. He took off the Florida State hat and threw it on the ground. Guess what? He's a Seminole now. Put the helmet on. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be wearing the actual helmet and probably scoring a few touchdowns this year. So it's it's just not the end-all, be-all it used to be. Um, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how our our perceptions change of this event as we continue to uh, like I said the portal continues to kind of uh, gain gain so much importance. The holiday season is upon us. Not just National Sign Day, everybody. Bowl season. My bookie's in the giving spirit. They've got twelve straight days of giveaways, and it starts today. It's a can't miss promotion. Odds boost, casino chips, live betting, straight up locks. It's all there for you at mybookie.ag. Sign up over at mybookie using the promo code WARCHANT on your first deposit. You can redeem a bonus of up to $200. Brand new deposit bonus designed for betters looking to cash in and cash out real quick. Bowl season. Let's get to it. One game today, Corey. One singular game. Western Kentucky, which I think has got that quarterback from West Florida that we were intrigued mm. by last year, but yeah. I think he's transferring, so I don't know if he's playing or not. No, no, he said he. I think he was going to transfer and then said he was going to come back. Oh, Changed his mind. Awesome, I thought. awesome. Yeah. But it don't matter. They're playing South Alabama and Ladamian Webb. Yeah, South Alabama given four. That's fine. Give it away. I'm picking the Jags. Who you got? Absolutely, I'm with South Alabama too. Just because of uh, you know the famed half of the Webb toad or web toe is that what it was backfield yeah yeah um the duck backfield whatever we called it um yeah he's still he's still out there he's still producing florida state running backs all over the country doing great things um so yeah i'm rooting for him and i you know i'm gonna pick them to win 
Boom. There you go, everybody. Can't miss it. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, as advertised, we got Michael Langson here to preview the upcoming day that will be National Signing Day. All of this is over at the Warchant.com Tribal Council, or rather the Premium Recruiting Board, so follow along there as well. Michael, I'm going to ask you a couple questions before we kind of go into the schedule and, and let folks know like when certain guys are going to sign. Okay. I would just say going, into, going, into, going to bed on Tuesday night, looking at the class, 15 commitments, let's focus on who they have committed sounds like you feel good about like 99% of them and there's one guy that maybe is like a but he's only 50-50 so it's not bad I mean, can you just talk about real quickly the how, how they look for who they have committed going into Wednesday and how likely is they hold on to all those people yeah I mean I think the main guy to focus on um is certainly Keldrick Falk you know that's the one we're waiting on that's going to be around noon um, that we're, we're waiting on the rest of them. I think most of them are going to, you know, commit early. I know, I know people <laughs> brought up hiking wins, but I haven't heard anything there. I think FSU is really good. They expect them to sign. Um, so um, everything else I think is just, um, you know, with the commits, I think it's just, um, you know, status quo. You, you can go through all the, I think there's a list. Uh, I'll go through a few of these guys. So to kind of keep you guys, so you know, you know, what the times are and, and stuff um, going up. But um, I think uh, as far as targets, uh, probably Edwin Joseph, I've heard, is uh, 1145. Um, that's what I was told of, of his announcement. So that's something to watch around noon that he'll he'll be deciding. Conrad Hussey's, I've heard it's around 10 a.m. from what I've heard. But it's really – they don't have a ceremony in, in December. So I think it's really – could come early in the morning. It could come at around 10 a.m., but um, it's kind of really up to him of whenever he wants to pop it on either social media or whatnot. So that's kind of the one to watch there. And then I already mentioned Keldrick Falk. And then Andy Jean, I think, is around 11 a.m., uh, wide receiver. I think it's going to be either FSU or, or Florida uh, to finish there. But everything else, I think, is uh, kosher. I think most of these are going to be early in the morning. Vandreev Jacobs, uh, you know, Sam Singleton, Brock Glenn, I think even – you know, Hakeem has a, you know, a, a ceremony at one, but I think he's going to send that letter of intent early in the morning. So um, I think everyone kind of knows that deal. So outside of that, you guys can go to the PRB has all the listing of all the times and um, certainly uh, everything I just covered, you can read on there and just uh, stay in tune with everything. Keldrick Falk, four-star consensus defensive end out of Highland Home, Alabama. Uh, you mentioned Andy Jean. So who else besides him? It sounds like him, Hussey, Edwin Joseph. Those are the guys that are out there. Chris Otto, I guess, as well. Just those guys yes. or those are some of the names that people need to maybe keep an eye on that we have not had uh, a name or a school committed associated and attached to them. Right. Chris Otto is another one I, I probably I forgot to mention. He will be uh, sometime in the morning. Uh, I was told like nine. So just kind of waiting on you know that. Who was the other one you asked about? 
uh, Hussey, Edwin Joseph, Chris Otto, and Andy Jean. Those are like the the four guys that are out there. That, that yes, there's so when people ask about like signing day surprise, it's from those four guys. There's really no one else that we right. I think those see. are the main ones. Uh, okay. Isaac Smith is another one. He announced at twelve thirty, but I expect LSU, so I'm not really heavily monitoring that. But I think those are kind of the five. Um, and then uh, you know, I feel good about Otto. I feel good about where the, where they stand with with Joseph and. But we'll see. It's recruiting. You never yeah. know. Um, but that those are kind of the main ones so uh, that I'm going uh, to be monitoring. And then you have Cam Robinson. Ceremonies at 6 p.m., but uh, likely to sign in the morning. So right. I don't know when we would get word on that. I would imagine it will be in certainly, uh, you know, the letter of intent of the school he's going to will probably leak out. So uh, we'll keep tabs on that, and I'll keep you guys informed. Cameron Robinson, linebacker out of Virginia, for those um, wondering. So uh, that's what Florida State's got going on when it comes to high school. Obviously, transfer portal, they're number four now. Uh, it keeps moving as we record these podcasts, but uh, they definitely look very positioned to have a, a top 20 high school yeah. class. Right. All right, so Brock Glenn, morning. It looks like Sam Singleton, morning. Hakeem, afternoon ceremony. Uh, Van Dravis Jacobs looks like he's signing early in the morning. Goldie Lawrence is a guy that might have to wait, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Jean, you've got final decision, 11 a.m. over on the PRB. Lucas Simmons, he's good to go Wednesday morning. Talented offensive lineman, Clearwater. Chris Otto's, uh, Michael's touched on. Keith Sampson from North Carolina, we think he's a morning guy, too. Yes, Looks yes. like. Lamont Green signing in the morning. Keldrick Falk, again, uh, Michael's mentioned him. Jaden Jones. He's going to be coming in January. He's a JUCO guy, so he's he's pretty secure. Blake Nicholson, noon. Not sure if it's noon Eastern time or noon on the West Coast. Uh, stay tuned. Demarco Ward out of Georgia already had a ceremony, so he'll he'll make it official official early in the morning. Cam Robinson touched on Conrad Hussey, touched on Isaac Smith, touched on Owen Joseph, touched on Quindarius Jones. Nine in the morning. He's a defensive back out of Meridian in Mississippi. KJ Kirkland, man, they're. Late ceremony, six PM, but they're gonna they're gonna get yeah. over in the morning. Yeah, I mean a lot of these commits, though all a majority of these guys that are commits uh, outside of Falk, um, they'll probably be sent in the morning. Maybe maybe even Falk says something tonight publicly, mm. like somehow he says I am staying with te- uh, FSU. You might see something pop in the morning. Um, so, um, but as of now, it's you know it's noon. But most of these FSU commits, I think you'll see rolling in early in the morning. And just last thing before I let you go, Michael, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't want to take away all the fun and joy of signing day because it really was such a fun thing for all of us for so, so long. Uh, but now I don't know if it's Twitter and these kids, you know, wanting to put everything on there and it kind of takes away some of the, the mm-hmm. drama of silent commits. But we, we forget about Dante Anderson, right? He's a guy that kind of came out of nowhere yep. in the last cycle. So there's... There's always that possibility of if a guy like Keldrick Falk falls off, there might be some guy kind of 11th hour that we're not all that familiar with that can maybe sneak in. It wouldn't be the craziest thing. So it's important to really do uh, kind of follow along to, for, on Wednesday. Yeah, it is. I mean, we don't know for sure. Obviously, you know, there could be somebody in mind that they're keeping to themselves that they've kind of, hey, if, if there's an opening, that we'll do that. So it's something that we'll monitor. And if something happens, I'll – I'll definitely pop in and, and let people know I'm not expecting I haven't heard anything of guys that are still keeping warm or anything like that, but there's always somebody. 
What about Travis Hunter? What about Dustin Hill? I'm <laughs> just, uh, just kidding. All right, that is a wrap for us. Again, we'll be live from 8 a.m. till noon right on War Chant TV, which is our YouTube channel, live, 8 a.m. till noon. Tom Lang, myself, Michael Langston, some combination of us. And then the Jeff Cameron Show goes live from 1 to 3 o'clock. So we pretty much got you wall-to-wall live coverage, and it'll all be going on over at WarChant.com as well throughout the day and the night. So be sure you're subscribed to WarChant.com. Be sure you're subscribed to WarChant TV, the YouTube channel. That's totally free. And what else should they do, Michael? Hit the like button always. Always, guys. Well said. For Michael Langston and Corey Clark, we thank you for listening to Wake Up WarChant. I'm Aslan Hudge of Andy. Wake Up WarChant, as always, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. We'll talk to you all later.